fucking stopwatch! Uh, Alright, just relax, Carlos. I'll get to that. This is my show. Okay, we start with me. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. Even I have to admit, Kirk Cousins is the most vile QB in the NFL, Perna. The guy survives one near-death experience, and he thinks he can spit on his man parts and rub one out on the sideline? This hasn't been legal in the NFL since the 80s, Kirk. Today, Fortnite stopped working. And so did many NFL wide receivers' hands. I wonder if Fortnite affected Madden, which in turn affected real-life player abilities. Technology has gone too far yet again, and we are all fucking doomed. Please, though, let me know in the comments who you think had the worst drop this week. Was it Mike Evans or Will Fuller? If this video is hard to see, it's because it's blurry. Very, very blurry. Probably like Evans and Fuller's vision today. Personally, I think Mike Evans' drop was worse because when Jameis Winston doesn't throw an interception, you have to catch it. Fuller's quarterback is actually good, and they got a win despite his three drops, but he had three drops. A fun question to debate, so do that in, down below. Also, let's review football happenings. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter what you're selling, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. Manage from anywhere, even your cell phone but probably not miles under the sea, but definitely from your cell phone. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Let's start in London town. The Panthers beat the Buccaneers 37-26. And can anyone tell me what this play is called? Is, is that what a, a drag route is? Or a, a carry? I don't know, but I like it. Kyle Allen became the first quarterback in NFL history to win his first five games without throwing an interception. Is he already better than Tom Brady? Yes. Carolina, after getting the Buccaneers to commit three consecutive penalties on a punt attempt at the end of the half, were in a position to take a free kick. If you fair catch the ball, you can take a free kick on the next play. It's basically like a kickoff from wherever the fair catch is, but if the ball goes through the uprights, it counts as a field goal, a rule I have never heard of. The Panthers missed, so it didn't fucking matter, but I have never seen this, and it was crazy. Christian McCaffrey found the end zone, of course, he always finds the end zone, but he scored on a little dump-off pass. Uh, I'm changing his nickname, too, from Run CMC to the Shitty Podiatrist, because all he does is break ankles. Kyle Allen is top three now for most pass attempts to start his career without a pick behind Dak Prescott and Tom Brady. On the other side, Jameis Winston threw one of those interceptions that 
looked like a design throw to the defense. That was the third of the day for Winston, but lost a fumble in addition to that as well. Jameis Winston was responsible for more turnovers in this one game than Kyle Allen has been all season long. And if I'm the Panthers, I trade Cam Newton right now to either the Bengals for AJ Green or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Shaq Barrett. The Texans beat the Chiefs 31-24. Chiefs dropped two in a row, and yes, Carlos Hyde dropped two fuck words in a row to make sure we had something beautiful to discuss. Revenge game. Well, Carlos, you were right. The Chiefs couldn't stop you. Only you could stop you. And you tried, but you didn't. And that's what's called personal growth for the Texans. And we should celebrate that. The Texans are now the NFL's best team at leaving 22 points off the board and still beating everyone's second favorite Super Bowl pick, not named the Patriots. Tyreek Hill's first touchdown after coming back from an injury may be one of his most impressive, and I hate to say that. We know Hill is fast, but who the fuck knew he could jump higher than Willie Nelson at, well, any time, really. Mahomes was happy to have him back, and that would be the last time he was happy in this game. It'd been such a long time since Hill had scored a touchdown, he forgot how to celebrate, too. I don't, I don't know what you call this. Rip off my, my fake rat tail? Rip off my fake rat tail. Yep, that's what I'm going with. Will Fuller had more drops in this game than my eyes after watching any episode of This Is Us. I didn't cry when my mom decided to let me live on my 15th birthday, per Perna family tradition, but This Is Us, every time. Will Fuller only dropped three touchdowns in a win. Even DeAndre Hopkins had a drop pass on the goal line in this game. You know it's a weird day when the Chiefs secondary is making more impressive catches than Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. Both teams made more mistakes than a fourth grade recorder concert. And in the end, the better team won. Maybe. Fortunately, we'll probably get to see a rematch of this contest and the Texans and Chiefs will get to see who disappoints their fans the most in the playoffs. Eagles get viked by the Vikings, 20 to 38. Now everyone likes to dog on Kirk Cousins for sucking against good teams me included, but his ability to absorb a hit like Willie Nelson's lungs can absorb THC as an underrated part of his game. Sorry, that's two Willie references in the same episode. Two bad ones at that. I've just, I've been thinking about Willie a lot lately because I stopped listening to country music so I could start smoking weed again. So go ahead and call Stefan Diggs Walmart against the Eagles because he's always open. And much like the people of Walmart, the Eagles defense checked themselves out. It would appear as though all Kirk Cousins needed to look good again was to play against an NFC East defense, much like Kevin Garvey in Leftovers. He only has superpowers in a specific place, the NFC East, but also like the Leftovers, regardless of where he is, it's always depressing and only the hardcore fans will watch all of the seasons. Kirk Cousins, making northern white women dance since 2018, finished the day with 333 passing yards, four touchdowns, and one pick. Diggs had 167 of those yards, three touchdowns. I'd say if the Philly Eagles have a weakness, it's just their secondary, their entire secondary. A loss of this magnitude to Kirk Cousins means you are now officially a bad team, Philly. The Ravens beat the Bengals 23-17. 
The Cincinnati Bengals' game plan was score as many special team points as possible and eliminate Justin Tucker by making him really, really tired. Turns out that's not a sustainable formula as Cincy drops to 0-6 for the first time since 2008. The Bengals are so bad, CBS, the standard in NFL broadcasting, doesn't even know who the fuck their owner is. To be fair to CBS, all old people do look alike. And I can say that because what's an old person going to do? Stop me? I'm like Lamar Jackson, and old people are like the Bengals' defense. No chance at stopping me from saying they all look alike. What did, what did I tell you, Mark Andrews? What the fuck did I tell you, man? I said you're way too young of a tight end to be doing hurdles, and it cost you dearly in this game. Lamar Jackson just became the first player in the Super Bowl era with at least 200 passing yards and 150 rushing yards in the same game. Meanwhile, Bill Polian just became the first ever old white guy who does look like all those other old white guys to admit that he was wrong about something. Wait, sorry, Adam Schefter reported Jackson joins Colin Kaepernick as the second QB with that impressive stat line. The NFL Network, of course, is forbidden to ever mention Colin Kaepernick's name with a positive stat reference. We must forget he ever did anything good on the football field. The celebration you've all been waiting for. Seahawks beat the Browns 32-28. I guess you could say the Browns did not. And their playoff expectations were... Classic boy band celebration, Seattle. I always loved the Backdoor Boys and that song. Baker Mayfield went to the locker room in this game, scaring Browns fans. Many thought due to an injury, but really he just wanted to take another look at the toilet to remind him where his interceptions will lead the Browns this year. Russell Wilson may have scored the first touchdown in this game, but DK Metcalf proved that being the biggest and fastest guy is in fact a positive attribute for a professional football player. He also showed when you're that athletic, you can openly be the biggest baby I have ever seen, surpassing, of course, Big Baby Davis. This game did feature my new favorite NFL stat, Seattle landing in the 99.1 percentile for cowardly punts in 2019. Punting from the Cleveland 39 puts them in the 98th percentile for cowardly kicks since 2009. You fucking cowards, you just got cowarded. Seahawks tight end Will Disley may be done for the season with an Achilles injury, cutting his second season short in a row. Freddie Kitchens is almost deploying a solid strategy. Let Nick Chubb and numerous playmakers explode for 10 plus yard plays so they can open things up for Baker Mayfield to make questionable throws into double or triple coverage. Baker threw three picks on the day, giving him 11 for the season, breaking Brandon Whedon's record of 10 picks in six games. Whedon is known for two things, being old from the beginning and throwing picks. So that's not a good comparison for Baker. Teddy continues, Saints beat the Jags 13-6. And when God is on your side, you can't lose, right? Due to my fear of burning in hell, I will not be the guy to point out that the Pope spelled interception completely wrong. I will also not be the guy to ask the Pope where the hell he was in January when the Saints really needed him. Now Minshew Mania has children inexplicably growing facial hair. Not as serious a condition as, say, having to spend time with your kids now that Fortnite is over. 
but concerning nonetheless. Jag's kids can either grow up to be Gardner Minshews or Shad Khans. Basically, the two best things you can ever become as a Jacksonville resident. Jared Cook, who Saints fans were ready to wash out like he was trash water on Bourbon Street, gave the Saints their only touchdown of the day. Jared Cook really Bobby flayed the defense there, didn't he? Wait, no, I need an, a New Orleans chef. Bam! He really legossied the Jags. Bam! 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 He legossied them. Cause he's Jared Cook? The Saints are now 4-0 without Drew Brees at quarterback. Teddy Touchdowns continues his mission of spreading the most loving, joyful, brutal beatdowns in the NFL. Also, the Saints offense might just be unstoppable in general. Sean Payton is the second best coach in the NFL after, of course, you know, the Lord of Darkness. No, 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 not, not the Pope, Bill Belichick. And finally, in the not game of the century, it's the Washington Garbage Heads versus the Miami. We never even got a Super Bowl win with Marino, so what the fuck did we do to deserve this Tank Bowl 2019? As you may have guessed, this game was barely highlighted on NFL Red Zone. Not even the Dolphins or Skins fans were allowed to watch as each local television market just played reruns of Miami Vice to honor the time period the last time these two teams were competitive at the same time. The Dolphins got out to an early advantage in the Tank Bowl by giving up the score to the Potatoes. Washington is so stupid, they scored first. How hard is it to just suck? What are you? A bunch of broken vacuums? Washington has one of the great young players, though, in the NFL, and he scored two touchdowns in this game. It's wide receiver Terry McLaurin, an absolute steal in the 2019 draft. And this play, by the way, is not in slow motion. This game was just so, so bad that the players are barely trying, and it, it just feels like everything was in slow motion. I don't know what the hell Case Keesum was out there doing throwing two freaking touchdowns. Josh Rosen knows how this shit's done. And Keenum could learn a thing or two from Josh. This is why you weren't a first round pick like Rosen was, Case. Rosen knows why he is here, and it's to make the Dolphins as shitty as possible. It's the only way forward. Well, except to finish this game. That was up to Ryan Fitzpatrick, sent in to secure the loss after Josh Rosen completed one too many passes. One pass. Running back Kalen Bellage did score a fourth quarter TD for Miami. And in true Dolphin form, it was barely, and I mean barely, a touchdown. Just like I am barely a sports anchor. Sorry, I meant man, just like I am barely a man. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, for a Harvard grad, is as dumb as they come, accidentally completing a touchdown pass. I mean, I could see a Dartmouth alum targeting the worst corner in the NFL and Josh Norman to put Miami within one point in the worst matchup since Sam Darnold got mono and nearly broke the Jets. The Dolphins, having everything to lose in draft position, decide to go for two and the win. Turns out, this was the smartest call of Brian Flores' young coaching career, innovatively drawing up a play on the sideline. He called it fake 13 power left hitch and go drop pass to Kenyon Drake to hold on to the loss. And the Dolphins win! The Dolphins win Tank Bowl by losing 17 to 6. Jump oh! Oh! Your only challenge now? <laughs> 
the Bengals. <laughs> Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here. I will have the rest of the games up as soon as humanly possible. The late games, Sunday night games, they will. I will do them. Big shout out to at TJ Carpenter Show for helping me write through this episode. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. I'm there too, at Brandon Perna and on Instagram. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. <laughs>